0: back to Noah's window. As we start a new week, we have a new theme to talk about this week, and I'm really excited about it because we got this suggestion from one of our listeners. Zach wrote in and said, why don't we talk about the verses that are behind some of the worship songs that we sing on the weekend? And I think that's a great idea. It's a great idea. For one thing, that's part of what worship is, is putting the scripture to music. And I think sometimes maybe we don't know Um, what the story is behind it or what verse it's tied to. So let's tackle a few of those this week. I think we'll enjoy the ride. So the first one I noticed that just jumped out at me this past weekend, was saying there is nothing that our God can't do. So I did a little Googling. I mean, there's a whole lot of different directions you could go with that verse, but my understanding is, This is loosely based on Jeremiah 32, 17. So I want to set up a little bit of what's going on in Jeremiah chapter 32, maybe to give us a little better understanding and therefore give more meaning to this verse and therefore this song. So in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah, by the way, is a prophet. He's a preacher, and he has one singular purpose in his life, and that is to deliver the messages God gives him to deliver to the king, to the people, to the officials. In, this, um, in the southern kingdom of Judah where he was. And the interesting thing about, there's so many interesting things about Jeremiah. I hope you'll go grab your Bible and read the whole book of Jeremiah. You'll find so much commonality with him if you're a Christ follower in this day and age because he was a very unpopular person in the midst of a group of people who were very rebellious against God, who wouldn't listen, who were um, very deceitful sometimes. Anyway, I think you should go read it. It's a, it's a great Uh, not great as in good, but I think it'll be a a story that might strengthen you in your faith, especially in this day and age that we're living in. So Jeremiah, at this point in chapter 32, and there's a whole lot of his story before this, but in chapter 32, he's actually a prisoner, prisoner of the king. And uh, while he's there in prison, God sends him a really strange message. He says to Jeremiah, I'm going to send your cousin to you, and he's going to offer to you some land. And God says, I want you to buy this land. Um, So sure enough, um, the cousin comes to the prison and offers this land because he's a relative, so he kind of has, you know, we'd say first dibs on it, so offers it to Jeremiah to buy. So Jeremiah executes the deal and gets the deed. He pays the money, gets the deed, and then he tells his secretary, Barak, to go and get it uh, secured in a vessel, because put it away, because Jeremiah knows God has told him that, This whole area is about to go under the control of the Babylonians. Everybody's going to be scattered. So what an odd thing to buy property now. And it's just as Jeremiah, I'm just so thankful for Jeremiah. He's obedient. Doesn't make sense, but he's obedient. And I hope we can all take that to heart right now. There are so many things that are crystal clear in the scripture that we need to be following as Christ followers and maybe they don't make sense in this current culture. The culture doesn't like it. The culture doesn't agree with it. Um, Maybe it's sexual purity. Maybe it's being given honor to others or honoring your parents. Maybe it's being slow to anger. All these things. If we're obedient when it's not popular and it doesn't make sense, God's going to bless that. So it didn't make any sense, but Jeremiah was obedient. He did just what God told him to do. And it's just after he did that deal that we find this verse. So I'm going to back up a little bit into verse 13 and read a little bit of this to us. Um, then I said to Barak, as they all listened, this is Jeremiah speaking, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Take both this sealed deed and the unsealed copy and put them into a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Someday... People will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. So what was this about, buying the property? It was about the future. This was about God saying, this is going to have value because I have a future for this land. You might remember Jeremiah 29, 11, just a couple of chapters back. So that refers to the future as well. But let's go on. Uh, so Jeremiah goes on to pray. Now He just made a pronouncement, but now he's going to go into a prayer. And this is the verse. Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. Jeremiah says, O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Now, everything he could see, this didn't make sense. It didn't look possible. But Jeremiah says to God, nothing is too hard for you. So there's nothing impossible with our God. But let's, let's don't leave it just there. I want to show you another verse further on in the chapter. Because after that prayer, and there are several verses there, so I hope you'll go read that. Um, But then in verse 26, God has something to say about this. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And this is what God says. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. And he asks this question. Is anything too hard for me? Of course not. There is nothing too hard for God. He has all power. Now he's talking about the future. and And again, I just... Hope you'll go read this chapter because there are things that are referred to in chapter 32 that haven't happened still yet. Now, the Jews did go back. The southern kingdom went back after 70 years, as God had promised, but they were never under their own rule. From that time forward, they've always been ruled by other nations, and then later... Uh, after Jesus died, and some years later, not very many years later, about 70 AD, then they were scattered again, um, and then they didn't come back together together again until just last century. So there's so much history there, but the reason I tell you that is because I want you to listen to this part later in the same chapter, still, still in Jeremiah 32, but I want to read this to you. See, let's talk about it after we read it. Verse 37 says, and this is God talking, I will certainly bring my people back again from all the countries where I will scatter them in my fury. I will bring them back to this very city and let them live in peace and safety. Now, they've never really lived in peace and safety totally yet, but he goes on to say something else. They will be my people and I will be their God. And this one is the clincher. And I will give them one heart and one purpose to worship me forever. Now, if you were to go to the kingdom, and and there is a nation now, and it's very populated, but I can guarantee you, they don't just have one heart and one purpose. That hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. It's still in the future. I'm so excited to know that God has a future that's planned. So whatever difficulty you're facing in your life right now, I hope you will remember as you're singing this song, there's nothing that our God can't do. What we're talking about is a future. Yes, He can intervene and do marvelous things in our life even right now, but more importantly, because this life is so temporal and so fleeting, our God has all power to give us a future, a future that will be eternal, and it's going to be a wonderful time, a wonderful time when we will all be unified with one heart and one purpose. Oh, how different our world will look. How different it will look. I so look forward to that day. So I hope I've challenged you. I know I've gone a little long today. It's hard to tell a story and give application in five minutes, but I hope you'll go grab your Bible. Read Jeremiah 32. In fact, read all of Jeremiah. You'll be surprised how many times you'll say, oh my goodness, this looks like today's newspaper. So it's a great story and seeing what God does at the end, and seeing how God takes care of his servants in the difficulty. So I hope you'll be encouraged to do that. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh Father, thank you so much for the privilege of having your word, being able to read it. And I just pray that you would give us understanding as we turn these pages and read your words. And as we sing these songs that echo what we read in your scripture, help us to be stronger in our hearts to know that these things are true, and that there is nothing that's too hard for you. And Father, we do look forward to that future that hasn't come yet. We're looking forward to that day when we all are unified and in a time of peace and prosperity, and that we will have one purpose, and that's to honor you. In the meantime, Father, as we live these days, these days where the message of your Son and, and the message of salvation, the message of repentance and serving you, all these messages are not popular, Father. And, as we face these difficult days, as Jeremiah did, may we be faithful, may we be may we stand strong uh, to continue to deliver the message that you've given us to deliver and it's a good message, thank you so much, Father, that you've given us a good message to deliver It's a future, it's about the future it's about it's about forgiveness, it's about all the good things that you have provided for us, and it's about your power, even in our lives today. We've seen you intervene and do so many things that seemed impossible, but you, Father, are powerful enough to do the impossible. We're so thankful. I pray that you bless each one listening or watching today. I pray that you'd wrap your loves around them and just draw them close to you. Help us to feel your presence even today, Father. May we be honored to be able to serve you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless, and we'll look at another song tomorrow back here on Noah's Way